Hey, it's Andrew Morgan, host of the NOMCAST, the Netflix original movie podcast. Each week, we review the biggest Netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry, the music industry, comedians, and of course, our fellow podcasters. Check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com. Follow us on the socials at nomcastpod. And most importantly, listen and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Hit that beat one time. Attention, culture consumers. Join me, the queen of queries, Sarah O'Connor, and my band of nerdy knights. Colleen McMillan. Flo Siegel. And Anders Drew. On Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms, especially that Star Wars galaxy far, far away. Listen each week as we examine the stories that mean so much to us. Bohemian Geek Studies is available wherever you get your podcasts and is proudly part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Two player bros. I'm Mike. With me, as always, is Dave. Dave, how you doing today? Wonderful. <laughs> What's going on? Nothing. You know, playing some games. What are we talking about today? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about the PlayStation State of Play and the games that were announced. At least the ones that we kind of want to talk about. It was a little disappointing. I don't remember any of it. I'll bring up so. the ones that I like. If you remember, like uh, uh, clearly, you didn't remember any games that really stood out to you. So. That says something, I think, for their first <laughs> real state of play in forever. Um, we'll talk about, obviously, the Outriders demo came out, which we were both really excited about. Um, so we've been playing that. Yep. We'll talk about that. Mm, let's, let's roll it. So, yeah. <laughs> let's go. So I guess let's start with state of play, because there wasn't a lot. Um, did you watch it piecemeal when you watched what you watched of it, or did you try to like, watch no, the whole I, thing? I think I watched the full thing. I think I sat down and watched it. I just... It was like a, a week ago, man. Yeah. It just wasn't very exciting. Like the Crash Bandicoot 4 stuff was cool, showing what it's going to look like on PlayStation 5, but that's a weird way to start your state of play. You'd think you'd want to do something more exciting, like here's what's newer, what's coming up real soon. I feel like they've shown Crash at like three or four different things <laughs> in the past year or two. So so it'll, it makes sense to start with Crash. Yes, but I just wasn't super excited for like, here's what, like it looks... A little better, I guess. But I thought Crash 4 looked really good, like a Pixar movie to begin with, which we talked about on our post game. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm excited to play it with those kind of graphics when the uh, next gen versions come out, but not going crazy. And the, obviously, they talk about the new haptics are going to be part of Crash Bandicoot, but I have it on Xbox Series X. And while I love the haptic controller, it's not going to make me buy the PlayStation 5 version. But you can experience Wampa Fruit in a whole new way. <laughs> oh, man. I, I do love that controller. <laughs> uh, the next thing they talked about was Returnal. Uh, I don't know how you feel about Returnal. I'm really excited for it because it gives me kind of uh, control type vibes. And, and I think that looks really good. Yeah, it, it looks it looks interesting. The monsters and stuff looked kind of, I guess, unique. I don't know. Like, they look kind of like Lovecraftian and stuff. They're, they're all really big, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Um... I don't know. It's just never, anytime I've seen it, it's never really like popped to me as something like that I need to play or even really want to play. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I don't really have much to say about it. I'm sorry. That's fine. I, I honestly, I wasn't like thrilled by what I saw because I already knew I was going to get the game. But I have the same experience when I see the trailers and stuff with the game. I'm like not like blown away, but I know when I play the game, it seems like a game I'm really going to like when I get my hands on it. Kind of like Control. I wasn't awestruck by Control until I really played it when we did that post game. And I was like, this game is absolutely amazing. I think Returnal has that quality to it. Maybe. I mean, I'm curious to see what it plays like, you know, coming from what well, it's house mark. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, I'm curious if there's, if they're going to try to capture like a more arcadey vibe with it, even though it is, you know, supposed to be this triple a game. Right. Um, so I, I guess I'd like to see how it feels, but I don't know. Then obviously we saw knockout city, which we saw during Nintendo's thing, which uh, I'm still excited for. This was the first I saw knockout city. Um, what did you think of it then? It looked really fun. I I want to try that game. That looks a lot, like a lot of fun. I like the like turning into a ball and getting thrown by your friends and stuff. It's, <laughs> it seems cool. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to get it. I'd probably get it on Switch. So it just seems like it's more of a Nintendo game. Uh, I mean, if it's a competitive multiplayer game, then I will not be getting it on Switch. Yeah. I, I don't, uh, honestly don't know how it plays. Yeah, it looks it looks fun though. Okay, um, wherever you get it. <laughs> You know, you talked about, you had talked about it when we talked about the uh, Nintendo Direct the other day. Right. Yep. But I hadn't watched the Direct. Right. Um, so when you were describing it, I was like, okay, whatever. It's a Nintendo game. Didn't look at all like I thought it would look. I'm very curious. It's almost got like a, I don't know. It was like a, just like the, the elevation of the city was very interesting. It reminded me kind of like hyperscape. Um, Isn't that what I compared it to in the, in that episode? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe when I was watching it, I was like, Mike called this game like hyperscape. Um, so it's like hyperscape meets Splatoon kind of in terms of what I got from like kind of the style. Like sure. A little bit more lighthearted. It, it seemed fun. It, it seemed like a game that was having fun and uh, I'd like to try it out. Yeah, for sure. This is like probably the only game that I really thought was a standout. And that was Sifu. And we didn't even get to see too much of that game. That's the one made by the guys that made Absolver? This is the... Probably, yes. Uh, this is the martial arts game where you're aging. It looked like... Oh, are you aging? I remember uh, there was a trailer for a game that looked kind of like low res, but it almost looked like John Wick or Daredevil. Yes. Like then you were talking about the, the same one. Yep. scene. Yeah, that, that looked like a lot of fun. Again, I don't really remember it, but it looked like a lot of fun. <laughs> they didn't really show much gameplay. It, it could have been a cinema sequence. It could have been, obviously, I think it was gameplay graphics, but all obviously done like more like a cinema sequence. But yeah, it definitely gave me Daredevil uh, vibes with that hallway scene of just trying to fight everybody in the hallway. It looked like a lot of interesting mechanics and obviously something that's really focused on exactly how you fight. Much like Absolver, but maybe a little bit more... For general audiences, I don't think the card aspect of Absolver really got anybody super excited when that came out. I had never played Absolver. I just know like the graphical style and like the general vibe of it. I watched, I have Absolver on two two consoles. I've never played it. I've only watched my brother play it for like 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) But I've always wanted to pick it up and just see what it's like. But this game, I'm definitely going, like this game really excited me in terms of I like the visual style. And I like that daredevil hallway fight kind of aspect to it. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that as you get better, as you die, but you get better, you improve, you, you age as well with your character, which kind of gave me a little bit of a fable vibe. 
See, that's all thrown. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> so as the trailer begins, you're this young guy learning martial arts, and then you're getting your ass kicked in the hallway. And the more you get your ass kicked, the more you age. And then toward the end, he's kind of like this old wise martial arts guy, but his moves are like super slick, but he's aged considerably. So the more Old you play in the, the game, one fight. Right. Like he'll die, but then he comes back to the temple a little more, more aged and practices more and goes back. Yeah, don't remember that. <laughs> uh, so I think that aspect will be pretty cool. But again, they haven't really shown too much other than I was reading an interview with the guys that said that the main lead designer and a couple other guys are part of a dojo that actually learns the martial arts style. You'll be playing in this game. And as the development went on more and more, the developers joined that same dojo to learn how to actually do the moves they were developing, which I think is kind of cool. Sure. Yeah. Like a labor labor of love where they actually know what they're talking about. Sure. I mean, (laughs) that almost sounds kind of like, I'm I'm sure they were into it, but it almost sounds kind of like a, Something you'd like tell the media, like a, just a feel good little thing, you know? Yeah, that's true. I like just, oh, hey, we fun do, little tidbit. We do martial arts now. He he. My brown belt. No big deal. <laughs> you wish you were a brown belt. I do. I do regret not taking any kind of martial arts when I was younger. You're talking to an orange belt. So. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next game was Solar Ash, which honestly I don't remember much at all about, other than it was like a platformer, also kind of low res, kind of. 80s colorful uh solar ash solar ash that's the the hyperscape one that game looks pretty interesting not, hy- so? not hyperscape i'm sorry um hyperlight drifter yes. that was pretty cool I, like the movement looked really cool in that game i remember i remember thinking like oh this looks really fluid and fun yeah if i'm thinking of the right one i just don't know how long it would keep my interest it looked it reminded me a lot in terms of the fluidity of the platforming kind of like the game that came out with the uh grow with the bow and arrow Oh yeah, eagle. Um, was there an eagle? No, oh, go with the bow and arrow. Yeah, I, I haven't played it, but I know <laughs> when, when you're talking about like, well, I'm watching. I go, oh, that looks like something I might have fun with, but at the same time, yeah. I see. To me, I, it almost reminded me of like a like Jet Set Radio or or something like By the, from the smoothness, the smoothness, or like like some sort of Sonic game. I thought you'd be more excited for it. Mm. Just like with the whole like spin dash and everything. <laughs> if it was available on PlayStation uh, Plus, if it becomes like a free game, oh sure, I'll download it and play it. But I don't know; it would depend on the price if I how if I would actually get it or not. Yeah, it it looked cool. It looked fluid. It it, it didn't really appeal to me. I'm actually just surprised though because it seemed like when I saw, it, I'm like, oh, Mike's gonna be into this. But. I just don't think there was enough there. The platforming did look good, but they didn't really show off enough of anything else. Mm. Maybe I think that's what it was more than anything. The next game kind of did excite me, even though I really don't care about this franchise, and that is Security Breach, which is a Five Nights at Freddy game. Oh, um, I thought I, it looked kind of cool. I couldn't be less interested. <laughs> I, I think I watched you play Five Nights at Freddy's one time. Maybe. I don't play it very often. I find it kind of boring, and I don't think it's that scary. It's just kind of annoying because I'm not good at it. Yeah, I think I think you showed it to me one time. And it's just not for me. I'm just not interested. (laughs) Well, I think that's what excites me about this one is the fact that you're not just a face looking at security cameras in three doorways. You're actually walking around solving a mystery, you know, running away from these puppets and trying to save what seems to be one of the characters from the original series. It just looks like a really fun, interesting twist on the genre that kind of adds more to it that I kind of am interested in. Um, And I like the more cartoony aesthetic, I think. I mean, I'm I'm sure it appeals to a lot of people. I'm 
I'm glad it appeals to you. <laughs> uh, no. Nah. I know you're also not that into like scary games and stuff like that. No, but, the, but this seemed more like a, like a stealth game than a scary game to me. Yeah, which I kind of liked. There's something I don't know why like Five Nights at Freddy's like just the I just never appealed to me. Like never like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I hate Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, the next uh, game I'm kind of excited for, but I wasn't like blown away by what they showed, which was Oddworld Soulstorm. I like the Oddworld games. They're really fun, but I get it. It's an Oddworld game. They didn't really blow me away with any kind of thing that they showed me. I've, I can't think of like a, would you call Oddworld a major franchise? I, I don't know if you could call it a major. It's been, it's a long lasting franchise. It's almost like a cult hit that has a lot of sequels and you don't know why. The is ever since the original Xbox, the aesthetic of that game just repulses me. I have, <laughs> I have there is not a less attractive aesthetic I've ever seen in a game, man. Like, I think I don't know. Like, I think Abe, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. He's he just looks weird. I don't want to be friends with him. Is it that his mouth sewn shut? Is that what uh, disgusts you? I, I couldn't even have even told you his mouth sewn <laughs> shut. Just. I don't I don't know. I just don't like the look of the creatures. I don't like any of it. None of it. Interesting. They did the one with like the Western guy. He like, didn't like that one guys. either. He looks all generic and boring. Like just some the art style in that game has just never hit me. Wow. Okay. So when you when I see a 2D platformer, like I want to be excited for it, but like it's just, it's just <laughs> not it. Wow. Okay. Shots shots fired at Abe and his friends. Interesting. Abe and Munch and Shooter guy and all Abe of them. Abe Munch. Oh, what was his name? I think he's just called the Stranger. Abe Munch and the Stranger. They can. They can, he can stay a stranger. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to get to know him. I. I really like the games. I think they're interesting, but I don't think Soulstorm really surprised me. I was really excited when I saw the train trailer. I thought that was going to have be part of the game. Was this train going along the tracks? So you'd have to like fix and stuff, kind of like a Snowpiercer meets Oddworld. But it really just looks more like Oddworld. Which is fun, and I'll get it and play it. But, meh. <laughs> then we saw more of Kena Bridges Spirits. I wouldn't say it was like mesmerized me, but it definitely, whereas when we talked about it last time, I really didn't care about it. I didn't think it looked very good. It looked like a cameo clone. I do think it looked good uh, during the state of play. I thought it was a cameo clone. It still it gives me some cameo vibe a little bit. But I think it looks a lot better than it did before. I think it looks a lot more interesting. It's not just a tech trailer. I think the gameplay looks fun and the animation style. Like I said, Crash looked like a cartoon just like 10 minutes ago. This really looks like you're playing like a DreamWorks animation movie. It looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. The the art is really cool. I like all the character design from what we just saw in the trailer that we rewatched. Um, like the facial animation was really good. That's what that would. That's what was sticking out to me. Like everyone was when everyone was talking, like the lip syncing and everything. Like <laughs> it looks great. Like um the the move set looks really interesting. Like the different abilities that she has and stuff. I'm very curious to see what they're doing. Yeah, I with dig all those. That, I dig that the long staff is also the bow, but it doesn't like curve. It just she just pretends that it's a bow and it's a bow. I yeah. like that. I dig that. Yeah, very, very, very curious uh to see more. That's a PlayStation exclusive? Yes. Mm-hmm. It was originally supposed to be a launch. Uh, game for the PlayStation 5, but also released in the PlayStation 4, but they delayed it due to, you know, COVIDs and just brushing up the game. Yeah, I'm very intrigued. I, I know I saw it once before and I believe I was 
pro Kena Bridge of Spirits then. Yes, during the first state of play they showed it, you were pro and I was kind of like, meh. Gotcha. Um, but I've got the memory of a duck as we regularly <laughs> talk about. So yeah. I felt like I was learning about it all over again for the first time. Uh, still pro, still excited to see more about it. The uh, enemy design was really cool too. I like like all the monsters made of like bark and stone and yeah i really dig the idea of especially that last boss fight type monster you get where it looks like it's a villager you gotta save who's inside of this monster i I like that aspect of it Mm. yeah i'd like to see more i'd like to play it when does it come out uh august 24th so you get time you'll probably have a playstation by then ways away yeah Yeah. we'll see (laughs) um then we saw some death loop which we actually saw during the pre-show for the state of play as well. I don't know if you watched any of the pre-show, but they showed some Deathloop during that as well. I did not. And it's interesting because I was, I'm really excited for Deathloop. But when I was watching this footage the other day, I was kind of just zoning out during it. I really lost a lot of interest in it and I'm not sure why. I have kind of the same feeling. I think that the style is way too reminiscent of Bioshock. And it it kind of doesn't seem like its own thing anymore. It seems more like a clone game to me than it did when the first couple of trailers came out. Yeah. I still want to play it, but I'm not a little less excited. The first trailer or two that I saw was like, it's super stylized. You know, I couldn't really tell like what the game was, but the more I see it just being looking like a Bioshock game, it's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I'll play it. (laughs) But it, it, it's lost a lot of the charm that I originally felt like it had. I I think I'm more interested in Deathloop for like the music and the like the hand drawn art stuff they've been doing mm-hmm. in the in the promo material rather than the actual gameplay. So it just looks kind of like Bioshock meets you know Dishonored and like well that's, that's the other thing that's very cool. <laughs> but something about it just isn't hitting me. I, the teleport looks cool though. <laughs> The dis- the, it's made by the guys who made Dishonored, and they've even said that some of the Dishonored powers are in Deathloop. Mm-hmm. To me, that doesn't sound cool, like admitting that. It just means that you're literally just going, yeah, we got this stuff, so we're just putting it in this game. Like, that really kind of bummed me out, too, which I didn't see until after this trailer in the gameplay. And like I said, I still want this game. I'm still going to get this game, probably, because I like Bioshock, and I like Groundhog's Day. <laughs> but there's something a little less original to it than when it first was teased during E3 and stuff, the more I see, the less I'm excited for it. Well, like being upset that the same power set is, or some similar powers are, is kind of strange. It seems like I, they I said say, the exact same. Powers. <laughs> I would say either you're a big dishonored fan and you are excited about that, or you haven't played dishonored and that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> and that shouldn't be a big deal to you because you're not, you haven't played with those that power set anyway. It's only a big deal to me because the same developers like, oh yeah, we put the exact same powers in it. It just seemed like bragging about something you had already done. And it's just, don't, don't brag about not being original, I guess. I, I, I guess I'd have to see the context of the the quote and like how he's saying it. Yeah. Again, but, I, I didn't read it until like, it was an article that was released at the exact same time the state of play came out. But I remember the way they said it kind of making it be like really bragging about not being more creative and it, he wasn't saying it in a way where he was trying to say like this is more like a spiritual successor to dishonor no just that there are some powers straight up from dishonor that are going to be in this game was he talking about how great dishonored was in that interview i'm sure he was he <laughs> they developed Dishonored. i think they probably think the world of it 
Which credit, I don't not think Dishonored is interesting. I just didn't get into it when it was released, so I have not found a time to get back to it. I mm-hmm. have it installed on my hard drive. I really do want to get to it at some point. That's not a knock on Dishonored. It was just a knock on exactly the way they said it in the interview, which kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But I still want to get it. I just don't think this was a strong showing again for State of Play. Yeah. But, yeah. Then the last thing they showed was Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade. Looks I'll cool. play it. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. Um, I'm interested to see exactly what it is as far as like how expansive of a campaign you're getting. Is it just going to be, you know, an hour or two, mm-hmm. you know, with it's, it's with Yuffie, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Not a, not a huge final fantasy guy, but loved remake. Um, so I, I, I'm very surprised. I was very surprised to see that they were releasing DLC for, for it. Me too. At this point, I figured they were just going right into part two, but I'll take some DLC, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give it a shot. Um, is it PS5 exclusive or will it be out on PS4 as well? To be honest, I'm not exactly sure. I do know that it's going to be the game of the month this month for March, or it already is, and, but you cannot upgrade to the PlayStation 5 version. It's the PlayStation 4 version. So if you want better graphics, you got to shell out some money. That's weird. It is weird the way they're handling that. But I believe the expansion is going to cost money too because I don't remember pre-ordering or having the ability to pre-order a a deluxe edition it was just here's the game i think they said if it was a if you buy the ps5 version of the game it comes with the dlc or you can oh you know what i (laughs) i think it is for ps4 as well because i think i saw you could buy it for like 15 bucks or 20 bucks or something like that all right um but yeah. it comes with the PS5 version. Okay. Because I know I can upgrade to the PS5 version for free. But yeah, that, that sounds about right then. That I'd have to buy the DLC. Which I probably will because Remake was my game of the year last year. So more of that game is fine. I'm just wondering how important it's going to be to the overall story. Although I do like the idea of the game kind of intersecting with Final Fantasy VII as it was going on. Not being an actual sequel, but being a concurrent story. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, me too. And that, that's why I'm curious exactly how fleshed out it'll be and exactly how full of a story it will be. Um, but I'm very interested. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. That's all they showed. Yeah, the Final Fantasy thing's a pretty big reveal. For people, yeah. I mean, that's a big thing to have in your wheelhouse is Final Fantasy VII. But overall, I think for the first big state of play for 2021, I thought it was a little bit underwhelming. Didn't really show much of anything. I guess I just have to push back and say, what were you hoping for? What what were your expectations for the state of play? It's a March press conference. Like you have a, you have to assume they're going to have a June or July show. Right. Which is like where you're going to like break out your bigger guns. So I guess I don't know what you'd expect from a announcement here in March. I don't know. I feel like. Although Final Fantasy VII Integrated looks cool, I just didn't feel like there was anything that was like, whoa. There was nothing that really wowed me, which is fine because Xbox also doesn't have anything to wow me. But I just expected a state of play to really show something that was more, something that really compelled me to purchase something or something that if I didn't have a PlayStation 5, it's like something that would compel you to maybe go, oh, maybe I need this before May or I need this before. And I don't feel like 
anything really did that for you. And I don't think anything would have done that for me had I not already had a PlayStation 5. I feel like they aren't really pushing too hard on the you need a PS5 just because supply is so you, you think know, the, fucked right now. That won't happen until maybe late this year or next year. I, I don't know when they'll become available. So like it'd be it'd be weird if they were like, you need to get a PS5. By the way, you can't get a PS5. <laughs> but Returnal is a PS5 exclusive. But I think that was the only game on this whole state of play that was exclusive. Mm. But no, I, I guess like you got the cool thing with Final Fantasy. Were there any other announcements in this or was it all just stuff we'd already heard of or seen before? It was all pretty much stuff we've already heard of or seen before. I don't know. I get, you're right that it's not like super, uh, nothing wowed me. Nothing had me going like, oh my God, I need to play this or whatever. But I guess I didn't have that expectation going in. I think it was about what I expected. Maybe I'm, I guess I'm surprised you didn't see, you know, some more for, um, uh, for Ratchet and Clank because, you know, that's their next big game coming out. Right. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I got what, I think they delivered on what, reasonable expectation would have been but yeah um, maybe that's what i was waiting for something like a ratchet and clank or the reveal of the last of us multiplayer which we know is coming out at some point as a standalone but let's say ratchet and clank was there would you have really walked away feeling differently about it i I think for you it's a lot of like the expectation you had like you're looking for something else i was looking for something that really sold me and impressed me although the kena the kena or kena however you say her name did impressed me more than it did before a lot of the other stuff underwhelmed or was just like okay that's what i would expect the final fantasy stuff looked awesome but that's what i expect from final fantasy ratchet and clank at the first state of play where they announced it looked amazing uh so i think a little bit more of that would have been impressive like i said just even like a small reveal of something more unique and original just like one new reveal of something I, I don't know and i i wasn't expecting anything coming into it anyway so i wasn't like ah, oh, this sucked i was just a little underwhelmed and again like i said xbox ain't showing nothing in a long for a while they've even said after that state of play oh no we don't have anything to really show you yet um so i mean playstation's got more than anybody else right now mm-hmm. i was just Maybe ex- I was just a little disappointed maybe in myself that I wasn't more excited for anything I saw. Maybe that's more, <laughs> maybe that's more what I'm getting at. Like nothing, like you just said, nothing really went, made me go, whoa. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like I said, I wasn't wowed by anything either. I don't think you're giving enough credit to how big of a reveal, I guess the final fantasy stuff is. Maybe that's a, that's a, I'm sure that's a very big deal to a lot of people, even if it doesn't strike a particular chord, chord with us, but you know, that's a fan base that is, you know, very passionate. True. Yeah. Like I'm sure my brother, if he was able to, if he had a PlayStation was able to play it, he'd be really excited. I want to play it because I love the last game. It's just that what I saw like character and story wise didn't make me go jump out of my pants, but I'll get it. That was probably the most exciting thing I saw where I was like, Oh cool. Something's coming out. Oh yeah. What are you going to do? My again though. We're fast approaching what would be E3. So I'm sure we'll get some cool stuff soon. I am very excited about PlayStation VR two. All right, well, that's day to play. That's done with. Let's talk about Outriders. Cool. Being the one that originally said he was super excited for Outriders, I'll let you go first. What'd you think about the demo? Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. You know, I've been super excited for Outriders just based off of People Can Fly, Um, but I didn't really watch much of anything as far as, you know, coverage of the game. Mm -hmm. 
like I might have seen a trailer or a couple like stills at some point. Um but I, I I'm a big fan. I'm I'm excited to play more. I think the the gameplay feels really like fluid and and yeah, I'm 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 a fan. I want <laughs> I, I want more. I've played through the demo to completion with one character, got him to level six, and I've gotten all the other characters up to level four now. I'm, I'm going to, I will go through the demo. I will get every character to at least six so I can see, you know, all four of their available moves in the demo. But yeah, no, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I also became really excited. As you know, uh, the last episode we did together, I was really excited after watching what they had planned for Endgame, which was the first time I really saw any actual gameplay for the game as well other than screenshots and playing the demo there's a lot of stuff i like there's a couple things i don't like but they're kind of minor gripes i think that movement in terms of when you hold the weapons feels a little too light whereas maybe i'm expecting something a little heavier a little more gearsy but shooting the weapons feels amazing getting headshots feels amazing and the powers which are the most important part of the game feel at least the fire guy that i've played as so far feel really good and watching you play as the other character archetypes also feel great i love the smoothness of the game and it keeps hitting it might dip in 60 frames per second every once in a while but like the speed at which the game runs is really fun with the powers and everything it really feels like you're just slicing through the game going real fast the game the pace of the game is like anthem on steroids kind of to me you know i i absolutely love like the fluidity of just like the 60 frames per second and blah 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 if I had to have a gripe, it's the cutscenes that really kill me. Like, I don't know if it's like an artistic decision that they're making or what, but like all the cutscenes just kind of like chug, you know? I did notice, like, yeah. Because the gameplay itself feels so good, I I think it's a stylistic choice that they're making with it. And I, I wish they I wish they won it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I feel like the cutscenes are running at like half the frames of the combat, you know, like they might cut it so that it works on the older systems as well. And just the cutscenes will work, run the same on both. But yeah, I agree. I almost got the idea that they wanted to make it feel like a, like a wartime documentary or something. Uh, like, I don't it, think this game is gritty enough, <laughs> but like, did you get that? Vi- you didn't get that vibe at all from the way the cutscenes are like angled and shot and directed even like it kind of, I, there are parts of the story in the cutscenes that I'm interested in and a lot of it that I'm not. Uh, I, I have a lot of problems with the story of the game and a lot of things I really like about the game story. And I think that was where I was trying to, f- most of my focus was, but I did it, notice the cutscenes kind of slowed me down a lot to where I was like, let's fucking go. Why it, is it so slow? It, but I didn't notice you, anything you, with the angles. You can have, I don't think the angles were bad. Just like, they just reminded me of like, a game that's like, older, like, maybe? No, just <laughs> no. Like they just reminded me of like they were supposed to look like captured footage of something. Like I could see that. Maybe uh, they watched a bunch of war movies and were like, <laughs> "We got to get those are the angles we shoot." <laughs> you you said you have problems with the story. You can have problems with the story, but you have to remember this is the prologue in the first chapter. We don't really know the story. The yet. whole story, right? I just it's more the tone of the game at the beginning, which again, like it could grow from there. And again, after we get to the end game, the story is yours. You're not maybe as locked into these cutscenes as we are now. Some of the characterizations go from this really cool story of humanity settling on a new world to this kind of ridiculous jumps in this, this overacting and stuff like that. Like the bad guy at the beginning, before you get frozen in time, 
is just way overblown compared to what I thought was kind of a cool. You could, you could just get frozen thing. in cryo. You know, yeah. Fro- frozen in time is like. Yeah. There's no time it, distortion. You get put in cryo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You get put to sleep for a while, but I was just kind of like put off by that guy's attitude and like the, the suddenness of all these guys shooting you all of a sudden. It's just like, we got to make bad guys. We got to create a situation that just happens. And it just didn't seem organic to me. So as, as someone who really loves people can fly and loves bullet storm, like a lot. Yep. Writing is like not their, <laughs> it's not their thing. <laughs> it's not, it's not what you're going to get from them. Um, so I had super low expectations as far as like writing goes okay. and even story. Like I was just expecting really fun combat, which is definitely what I got. Right. And I think they just absolutely crushed it. I've actually been, I'm into it. Like I, I I like the writing. I've heard people complaining that there's like too much like like cursing and stuff in the dialogue. It's a to, rated mature game. What do you want? They're all dying. It's a war. Yeah, to, to me it, it to me the dialogue actually feels kind of like real. Like I mean, right. it's real. Like I I like that it. I didn't notice it. I've played through the demo a handful of times right, now. Yeah. You know, so when I was playing through my first playthrough of the character, like I didn't notice it at all. Like I never even had a second thought about, oh, they're swearing a lot. No, neither did I. Till but, you just bring it up now, I still can't think of any time where it's too much. But but then after hearing that, um, I read a couple articles online that had mentioned it. When I was playing it tonight, like, I guess this time I noticed that they. I didn't even like what I'm saying is I didn't even realize like they swore once. they were swearing like. And I watch now and it's like, it's just like a, ah, oh, fuck, or yeah, the hell with this or whatever. Like it's, it all just feels like the way like people would be talking in that situation. So yeah. I was, I was very confused by that criticism. Um, I know there's a lot of swearing when you wake up and you're in that war torn kind of like no man's land, but these are psychopaths. <laughs> they're going to, they're going to swear like that. That's the only time I can think where they really, and other than that, you're like a mercenary who's like an ex-Marine. They swear it's, I, yeah, I don't, that's games. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I just thought it was an interesting criticism because it's not something I noticed at all. And again, the twenty minutes of the game I've played since listening to that, yeah, like, I just don't get it. Maybe I'm missing something. Um, I don't know. And I, I was pretty disappointed as someone who didn't know anything. As I am excited to see what happens with the story, right? Again, I didn't know anything going in, so I didn't know about this whole time jump or even what the setting of the game was. I was very excited to like settle this new world and i was pretty disappointed that i woke up and it was already settled <laughs> same, same i was like oh it's gonna be cool am i gonna build the city as i go through the game i had the same exact response and i woke up and it was all crap i was like but if you let me do it the right way i could have done missions where this this city would have been better <laughs> but I, I but i know at the end of the at the end of the uh demo they kind of like set you to leave the valley where you are, mm-hmm. which is the, I guess the valley is the only place that people are. So you, I am going to be going out to explore the planet. Right. I was kind of taken back by the whole time jump there. It's not something I was expecting going in. Me neither. And I've watched a couple of like making up videos and document, like what the game's going to be like. I didn't know that jump was going to happen. And do you see a lot of like, you know, expansive spaces and stuff? Oh yeah. The end game content shows you the game map, what it's going to look like by the time you finish the game. That, Valley is going to be just something you can zoom into later on. The amount of world, I would say, again, I'm making comparisons to games that this is like Destiny, Anthem, Division. It's expansive. There's a lot more to that. Those are definitely good games. They seem like good games to compare this to. But I was reading, again, 
came into this game kind of blind. So now I'm like, now that I've played it, I've been reading a little bit about it here and there. Right. This isn't a live service game. Like what we get out of the box is the game. That that's what they've said a bunch of times. Although the end game content, they're going to keep adding to end game content as it goes. But but that's it's not live, a, that's live like, service. That's what I was thinking. It's like, but most of their end game content's already done. Okay, it's yeah. going to be a long time till you get new content in this game. All right. I mean, I'm either way. I'm into it. Um, right. I'm excited to play it. But I was I was surprised when I read like the whole you know what's in the box is a complete experience. It's what you get and it's not live service is what is what I had read. Right. And I was disappointed by that because I've had the assumption that we are getting, you know, a new destiny. Um, after playing it, I don't really get the destiny vibe too much. Most of that it's, is what I get from the menu screens and stuff. Yeah. It's almost like division meets gears of war with like a, just a, like a nice splash of mass effect on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of all like the, that vibe that I've been getting, um, not really seeing the, like other than the, I guess that the armor looks kind of destiny ish. Right. Lightly. A lot of like warlock looking helmets, but, <laughs> but it's more, way more division than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Cause I love the division. I get a little bit of Anthem vibe in terms of the kind of half settled planet, not quite technological, but you still have this technology you brought over kind of a thing. Um, which I dig. I do get that. I, I think this game is going to be great co-op. I just think that's going to be fantastic. I love the feel of the powers. I think that's great. Yeah, me and Hamanaki were playing earlier. It was a great time. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was playing and then some random person was just in my room. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I like the the voice actor that plays your main character. I as the as the male character anyway. He's yeah, really great. I was gonna I was gonna say, um, like I was taken back by how much I liked the the voice actor when I first started playing. I've made two male, two female. The female voice actor is okay. She sounds um, bored, but I guess to sound tough, I guess. It's, it's interesting because <laughs> usually, I don't know what it is, but usually in games, I tend to like the female voice actors better. I think they are more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think the, the guy is he's crushing it so far in his performance. Yeah. He makes even some of the more silly parts of dialogue or the more ridiculous things. Like the way he delivers everything sounds real and true and more like he's, he's yeah into it. He's all for this game. Yeah. And he's, he's kind of got, the thing is he kind of has like a disinterested attitude. Right. But not, I can't quite, capture but he's, he's down on the world but he's seen this kind of stuff before yeah and he's just he's just ready to do what he has to do but he's kind of like ugh, this again you know <laughs> like this is this is the job yep. <laughs> it's just like earth because i guess earth was a hellhole before so it's not like he's seeing stuff that's new at this point but but i enjoyed walking around in the prologue and like talking to the different people in the camp and everything i'm curious to see exactly that gets at the end of the prologue though like you don't really get that again i don't think there's a single person you could talk to in the whole like city that's not mission based right not that's no not um, that's not mission based unless all of a sudden a cutscene happens like when you rescue your friend um from the submission the side mission then he I'm, talks to i'm just talking later. about like npcs i can talk oh, to yeah no um i wonder if you can even so I'd be curious to see what's going on there. Um, if it is going to have that mass effect feel or not, the prologue kind of gave it to you, but even that was, you know, more mission based stuff. Yeah. Um, 
and I guess if I had if I had to lay one more criticism on it, something I'm kind of disappointed in, a lot of the areas feel really confined, but not in like a not in a hey we're trying to make this tight corridor shooter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just in like I see doors that are open and they have like a box in front of them on the ground, but I can't walk through the door. Yeah. Like a lot of little things like that where like the areas don't seem as explorable as they should, like in the instanced dungeons that I'm in, you know, like the instance encounters. I I wish, I wish it was a little more accessible in a, in a way, I guess, where there's like these cargo containers that are wide open. I can't walk into the cargo containers in some cases. It's just kind of weird. Uh, to play in a game that feels so polished and feels so triple a to have like 15 years ago level restrictions on yeah <laughs> yeah that's a good way to put it i i felt the same way especially at the very beginning of the game when you're making that first camp and there's just a couple of tree branches in your way mm-hmm. it's like i've already hopped over things taller than this can i just go <laughs> but you don't hop over that one buddy not that tree not until that truck pulls it away and while we're talking about, i was sad that my uh my commander died at the beginning because i was very much looking forward to being friends with that guy. He, looked, yeah, he was cool. <laughs> I feel like you're going to meet his daughter at some point, though. Yeah, that would make sense. But I don't want to meet his daughter. I want to hang out with him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what the hell? If I, I better be able to get a cowboy hat at least so I can carry on his memory. <laughs> you have his gun at the beginning of the game and then you lose it. I hope you get it back. Because mm. I was like, oh, I got his gun at least. And then you wake up and you have your dual, dual pistols randomly appear on your shoulder, uh, your hips. But the dual pistols are awesome. They're dope. <laughs> <laughs> all the guns are very interesting. I, I was a big fan of all the different gun types. The guns are cool. I really like the way the headshots feel. Like I said, other than being light when you're like aiming and throwing them around, the bullets feel really good. Cover is cool. I had a few issues where I was like, duck guy, come on. But I like that I don't have to initiate any kind of cover. It just, hey, you're against cover. Let me duck for you. You don't tap A to go into cover? No, he's just going to do it. I'm pretty sure. I think you tap A to go into cover. I might be wrong. Uh, Could be why I've died a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you have to tap A to go into cover. I, I, maybe I'm mistaken about that, but I've know. been tapping A. <laughs> I love the moves. I love all of that. I love yeah, all. All the powers feel great. Uh, it is kind of weird that it's a game that like favors aggression so heavily. They want you to get in there and get dirty. I like that. No, I love that. But the levels themselves are designed with like lots of cover and stuff. Yeah. In a more gearsy way where it You'd almost seems it like the game wants me to sit back, yeah. and, you know, and be less aggressive. So I'm, I'm kind of confused about the level design in that sense, but I guess it's just nice because it allows both play styles because while most characters do, you know, require constant aggression, there is like a, the techno class, which is like kind of more of a long range class. So I guess he has to sit back. Um, but I, I did think that was weird that like, why do they want me to go behind cover? They should be telling me to get in there. Get yeah. I did like that. They really encourage you. Cause at first you see that on the loading screen, although on the series X where we're playing, there were always notes on the loading screen or like, here's your object. And they would load so fast. I couldn't see him half the time. I was like, Oh, but they were like, play aggressively. And I was like, all right, whatever. I kind of like, sure. I'll play aggressive. And then I realized you don't heal. Unless you're aggressive, you don't get through that mission unless you're mowing through guys with your powers and it forces you to use your powers, not conserve them, which I really like, because in a lot of games, I'll conserve like, oh, my big power, this or that. There's like, no, you got to use your power to survive. You better start mixing and matching. Oh, yeah. You got to throw all your powers out there. And I, I love that. I love that they force you to kind of be 
use everything at your disposal. I like that. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it and I'm, ex- I'm excited for the game to come out. I'm definitely going to get it. I mean, there was no question I was going to get it. It's people can fly, Dave. Like if this, <laughs> this demo would have had to have been pretty bad for me not to want to get the game. Right. Um, but I was, I was very, I was, I was more into it than I even thought I was going to be. So I'm, for someone who's had a pretty high expectation, I think because I didn't know anything about the game other than my expectation, <laughs> um, I was expecting to be let down when I played it. And I was, I was shocked that I wasn't. No, I, I really like this game. It's pretty much what I saw from the videos. Other than the fact that I was watching most of the stuff I was watching was like more end game stuff. It's mm-hmm. so like, I can't wait to get to the point where I start looking and using weapons. Like, they have toward the end game the really really cool stuff right now i'm using like rusty assault rifles and shotguns but i can't wait to get to the point where my stuff looks so alien and so bizarre that it just is so unique and awesome see i didn't even know that was coming oh yeah you you Um, got some you got some customization options that are gonna be really cool uh, uh, and legendary uh, items that are neat one thing that confused me about the beginning of the game i have to mention this because it it's weird to have played the demo and not mention this i don't think people on earth know what cows look like Oh, because the monkey things are like, oh, like big cows. There's this giant monkey hyenas, <laughs> like herds of them running around, jumping through trees and stuff. They're like, oh, they're like cows. It's not a fucking cow. <laughs> Stay I away thought, from that thing. I the same thing. It's like, what are they talking about? It's a jacked monkey hyena. We're going to be able to, I think, no, they can easily be domesticated. <laughs> <laughs> These things have biceps, lady. <laughs> Not just biceps. <laughs> they got bice tries and traps. These guys are ready to <laughs> fuck you up, man. Uh and then they kind of come at you. I was just so confused. Like I thought they, they were fucking with me. I was very surprised there was no like payoff to that. Like, like a joke at yeah, the end. <laughs> like, um but I'm very interested to see like the other creatures and stuff that they have the world. Like in the opening, you see like a Bird. Oh, the bird carry the looks guy really off. interesting and you no it's just like a little bird oh i thought it carries i thought it throws the guy off a wall at the beginning no, and no then i'm, I'm talking out. about the opening scene like the when you turn yeah, the game you on every the game time on, yeah oh i just saw a little bird flying i didn't watch the full thing and then oh, like, i thought he throws somebody off and then he flies past the giant walking guys yeah maybe maybe i'm missing the part where he throws a guy <laughs> but it's just but yeah it's just a cool looking like bird like a more of like a skeleton kind of face like mm-hmm. it looks kind of decrepit and then like these giant organic ATATs. Um, <laughs> That's a good description. Yeah. I I'm excited to see what else they do as far as like the aesthetic of the game goes. No. Yeah. I've definitely in the other videos, I've seen more than just kind of like the rustic deserty mud place you're in at the start of the game. It does get very jungly and cool. And no, this game did really well. And I think that the demo they put out, I know a lot of it's getting a lot of attention online about why don't more games do it. Why don't more games do? It? I mean, this is really sells your game. If you're proud of your game and if your game is something that you believe in, something like this goes a long way in terms of gathering goodwill toward your product. I mean, it absolutely speaks to their confidence in the game. Like that's for sure. Um and, and you're right, more games should do it, but I I do think that they are in a situation where it makes more sense to do it than to not do it um, just because you've got this super expansive game. So it's, I mean, I've played this demo for probably six or seven hours. I've, I've put plenty of time into this right. demo already. 
haven't scratched the surface of the game. So the game is super expansive. There's no way I'm going to play the demo and go, oh, I've got my fill of this while right. you know, other games. It's very possible, you know, that that's right. You yeah. Know, you only play the first chapter of a five chapter game and I might be like, okay, I get it. <laughs> Plus the fact that this game stands up with every other, like at least based on the demo, it's, it's going to stand up with every other, you know, like looter shooter that I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you listen to this podcast, you've probably heard about people can fly. Cause I'm never shutting up about them. It seems, yeah. <laughs> um, but they're not a major studio. I mean, they, I mean, they didn't even exist for a couple of years because it became Epic Warsaw or whatever for a while before they came, went back to being people can fly. So like, they're a known entity really. Um, and I, it, it makes sense for them to want the exposure as well. Right. Plus I think the game was originally scheduled to come out in January or whatever. End um, of January. Or I think maybe it was, even I, December. I think it was December 20th was what like Xbox said on the store, but it, um, but then when it was delayed, everyone was saying it was delayed from February to April, but I never knew about the February release date to begin with. So um yeah, but no, I'm I'm super excited for it. And it, it makes sense that they'd want to show people what a cool thing. Do you think more people will follow suit now? Having seen that this demo is really popular and people say they want this kind of a thing. Or no. do you think most people are going to hold the uh, cards close to their chest? I mean, I know EA does and to their credit, <laughs> EA does do the 10 hour uh gameplay thing, which is kind of cool. Well, you're, but I you mean this to, is you a have to pay over half. You have to be so, part of EA play. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're paying in to get that demo. So, yeah. um, no, I don't think you're going to see more games do it. Um, maybe here or there, but again, I really do think this is a, a special case where everything makes sense for them to do it. Right. Um, like when we think of other games that have games like that make sense to do this, you know, destiny did plenty of, you know, story betas where you can play like, you know, a good chunk of the game because again it's the same thing it's a, a big game right. like this i don't remember did the destiny one carry over um i don't remember because okay, i was trying to remember i know i played a looter shooter where it did or a, a game kind of similar to this but i don't remember which one it was yeah i don't i don't remember if it did or not to be honest so i know the division had a beta but it did not carry over um but yeah no i i think i don't think you're gonna see this more like you might see it more from this genre, but the other major games in this genre are all like known entities that don't need to do it because yeah, they already, you already know what you're getting. If you buy a borderlands or if you buy a division or you buy a destiny or you buy Diablo or whatever, you know? True. So although Diablo two remake will have two alphas, <laughs> one multiplayer, one single player. There's no way I'm not going to get it, but I, <laughs> I couldn't care. Like, I, are you more excited I, for the two remake or the four that's coming out? Four, for sure. Um, if they were making Diablo 2 remake as Diablo 3, like mm-hmm. with Diablo 3 systems, I'd be more into it. I've played Diablo 2 in the past few years. It feels really dated. Like I don't tell your brother I said this. It just it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't feel good anymore. Like well, he plays some kind of super modded version of D2 now. So like Path of Exile or yeah. whatever. Um if I think that might be it, that I might be making that. I think up. you're right. It's something like that. He's streaming it Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Avengelix. Avengelix. <laughs> um, Avengelix. But I guess that guy actually worked on Diablo 2 Remake. 
huh. Alex said. They contacted him and said, hey, do you because he had dealt with the source files to try to make his mod and stuff. And they're like, can you help us? <laughs> That's cool. But again, like I, I'm just not that interested in, in it. I think I'm Diablo definitely more interested in four dated now. Right. Yeah. And I, I would love to see a more modern take on Diablo two, but I don't, I don't think that's what we're going to get. So, yeah. So I'm more excited for four, I suppose. Word. Me too. I like the open world idea for it. Should also note, I have no idea what's going on. I know there's going to be a Diablo four. I know I love Diablo. So that's all I know about Diablo four. I've not followed anything about it other than people were not happy about something at some point, or maybe they were. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But Rod Ferguson from Epic and Gears went over there. He's kind of like leading it. I love that guy too. So fuck it, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> All right, Dave. Is there anything else you want to talk about this episode? Mm, I mean, Epic bought uh, Tonic. That's kind of a big deal. Media Tonic, yep. Yeah. That is a big deal. Ready for some Fall Guy uh, Epic game crossover stuff? Can I get my fall guys in Fortnite now? Probably. I mean, I have to imagine you're going to see. I mean, you already have like the slurp guy in Fortnite. So I want, I want the fall guy. Might as well make him a jelly bean. Aren't they like eight, seven feet tall or something like ridiculous when they revealed like what their actual heights are? Something like that. They're like monsters. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but yeah, something like that. No, I mean, when we talked about fall guys on the podcast before I said I wasn't super, I liked it a lot, but I told you I was more excited about like what the next fall guys was going to be, mm-hmm. you know, the first studio to do fall guys, but better is what I'm excited for. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, it's just the same thing you said when you were playing, um, player unknown battlegrounds, you're like, I can't wait for the person that does this better or player unknown battlegrounds too. Yeah. While we're playing it and having fun. You were like, this game sucks though. I can't <laughs> wait for the second one. Um, with them being under Epic's umbrella though, like it actually has me more excited for the future of, Fall Guys itself because they could just develop it better. You think? I th- I think they have so many resources, and I mean, I to be fair, I think Fall Guys has been doing a good job from what I understand. Like with the seasons and the different like updates and content they've been doing. Um, I don't know, but there's something about knowing you have like the the resources of an Epic Games that makes me think like we're gonna get tons of cool crossovers. We're gonna get you know more elaborate things. Like I'm just I'm I'm. I'm more into fall guys knowing that they're under Epic and maybe that's just like some sort of Epic bias I have because I am such a big fan of Epic, you know, right. Going back to fucking jazz Jackrabbit. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm super excited for, for the future fall guys. Now I'm excited to hear you say that because I'd like to play some fall guys, <laughs> plug your fucking PlayStation four. In. It'll be on Xbox eventually. That's true. If we want a response from me from Fall Guys on Epic, you, I think that it is a podcast, Mike. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome to talk to me. <laughs> I think that's a really cool idea too. I'm. Uh, what's interesting is that they seem to not be wanting to sell out to the first corporate person that wanted to get a skin in the game, and then they immediately got bought by Epic. But honestly, Epic probably offered them so much money. Who's who are they to say no? Well, I think if you're a game like Fall Guys. I don't know how big of a studio Mediatonic was. I They probably are maybe 50 people max, I would well, imagine. Well, I know at the time of purchase, they were 300 people strong. Really? Um, I read I read that somewhere along the way. But when Fall Guys was first releasing, I'm 
I'm certain it wasn't that. And I just can't imagine what it's like to be like a small team of people to have that like immediate success and every like roadmap you have for like your content release for your game and everything like to be thrown on its head because suddenly like you have so much spotlight on you that you need to be getting shit done and like in a fashion that you weren't expecting, you know? Right. Yeah. So I'm sure the past, you know, almost what, six months for fall guys Mm -hmm. has probably been super overwhelming for them as a studio just to, just to meet expectations because even if they were a smaller studio, people are love this game so much that they're expecting, especially because of Epic, the rate that people expect content from games. Um, you know, I bet, I bet you they are happy to have those resources and I'm, I'm sure they are also more than happy, at least the founders of, of Mediatonic to have all that money. I'm, oh, I'm, for sure. I'm sure the paycheck is beautiful, <laughs> uh, but I, I didn't really see it as like a, a corporate sellout kind of move to me. It just seemed like a, this is what we need to make to oh, take our game to the next level, you know, for sure. I mean, there was no way they were going to keep there. There was no way they weren't going to get bought by somebody at some point uh, that something else bigger was going to take them over. I mean, I just think it's interesting. It was this quick, but it was only a matter of time. I'm just surprised, which is like you said, speaks to this, how much people love the game, how quick it ended up happening. And, and Epic has already said, or Mediatonic has already said somewhere along the way, like they, they want to work on like a lot of the features that Fortnite and Rocket League have that, you know, Fall Guys is lacking like cross play and then things of that nature. Which is what we talked about during our review too. The stuff that it really needs is the more constant updates, the cross play and, you know, the features that make you keep coming back to the game every season, like not just, oh, one new level. It's almost a new game. Like you need to explore. Like I want to explore the next island that comes out in Fortnite. I want to see the new characters. I want to see the new quests and stuff like that. I don't know exactly how Fall Guys would do it, but I'm sure they'll find a way to make something similar happen. Yeah. So yeah, that's it for this episode of Two Player Bros. If you haven't checked out the Outriders demo, go ahead. It's available everywhere except Google Stadio, for some reason, is not allowing the demo, which is weird. They're not allowing it? It's just not available on it. I guess something with the technology. My guess is if it unlocks the game, it unlocks the game. Mm, Weird. transfer. But yeah. It's available everywhere else if you're going to get it. So check it out. For Two Player Bros, I'm Mike. That's Dave. Stay safe and keep on gaming.